Hello and welcome to I Spit On Your Grades. Um, today we are doing something a little bit different. As we said last week, we are not going head to head with our top picks for a subgenre. Um, in wake of all the amazing festival lineups that have come out, we are discussing our top five favourite films from every festival ever. Joining me, as always, is Christopher. Hello. And Mercer. This was too hard. Hello will suffice. It was still too hard. <laughs> I was going to say, this. there was tears, there were tantrums, that was Mercer trying to open his laptop. Not me. Banged it out, banged it out in space of an hour. Narrowed it down, banged it out. Done. We obviously just care more about films than you do, Fifth. That's not true. That's clearly not true. As last week's winner. So, um, what did you guys do to whittle down your top five? Well, I thought about all the films I'd seen, and I thought I'd get the top five from them. (laughs) You're so funny. I am. No, there's there's no easy way to do it, so went through the lineups for Frankfest, Frankfest Glasgow, Soyoid, Soho. And then just whittled down a first draft of cutting all the wheat from the chaff there. And then a case of just whittling and whittling and whittling until there's nothing left but five perfectly formed, brilliant films. It was definitely a challenge and definitely trying to scratch off those names of films that you absolutely adore. Did not like that part. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I probably took a lot longer. So I went through um, my letterbox account and pulled out... <laughs> Why did you say that? Like, no one else in the world has got a letterbox account. A letterbox account. <laughs> they, don't, they don't just give anyone a letterbox account, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I've loved all my festival films so from from day one. So I think it made that, that part made it a little easier for me because I didn't have to scramble through like old programs or anything like that just went on and ordered them into my highest rated and then pulled my highest rated from each festival and then when Diana just went yeah that's not going to make my top five even though it's really good that's not going to make my top five that's not going to make my top five I got it down to 70 something and then uh, I finally got it down to uh, last night after spending from about 10 o'clock until half past five this morning uh, going through the films, I got it down to 30. Um, and and I am loved to say that uh, getting it to five is... It's just been the hardest... It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. It hasn't been as hard for the people we've asked on Twitter and Facebook. A lot of people came back automatically with a top five right off the top of the heads and I'm like that's that's a rash decision you need to think about these things do you know what I would do it I was challenging each I, this is how sad I am everybody I was right here I wrote all my films down and then I challenged them in twos and I had a winner <sighs> head to head from each one and then I and then I kept doing that with the losers until the one clear loser that I went yep you're in my top five so I did that for about 78, and then when I got down to 30, I thought, this is ridiculous, because I've spent like four and a half hours <laughs> just eliminating one film at a time. 
when really I can go actually like when I'm looking at these films together I know you're not going to be in it I know you're not going to be in it after all this intricate whittling I am curious for your top five first I would like you to go first with your top five well we're not going to do all five in one go away we're going to do a round robin we like to tease place fourth third second first but mine are in no particular order then it's not a top five it is they're all in the top five, just in no particular order. So it should be in an order. That's fine. I can I can wing this. That's fine. See, clearly doesn't care about films. Would you like someone else to go first and buy you some valuable time by telling you their fifth best film from festival? I think that's I think that's advisable. Yes, go for it. Okay, I shall go first through. Absolutely no particular reason whatsoever, apart from the fact I've got the details pulled up. What do, what do we love? We love horror. We love musicals. We love John McPhail. Smash those things together and you get the truly brilliant Anna and the Apocalypse, which we saw all saw at Fright Fest. We were all in the main screen watching this and I know we all absolutely loved it. It was Mercer's pick for our best Christmas film, so I know how much he... Loves it. Let's mm-hmm. it's funny. The songs are amazing. The vocal work, Ella Hunt, Sarah Swire, Paul Cave, and Paul Kay not only is full of manic energy and smashes the comedy role, he shows he's got a great voice as well and completely over the top and lovable. Yeah, great, yeah. great songs the whole way for it. From and let's face it, you're probably sick of listening to Hollywood ending. On repeat, over and over and over again. But that's not even my favourite song anymore. My favourite song is Human Voice, because essentially it's just Depeche Mode, which is great. But yeah, so that is my number... My number In at number five. I just... Uh, I love Anna and the Apocalypse so much, and it's not... Uh, it, it, this has been so tough. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. I, I love it so much, but it's not in my it's not in my five. Okay. But what I will say is, um, we discuss it in a lot more detail in our festive episode. So mm-hmm. go back and check it out if you haven't already heard it, and you can hear how much I love it. Thank you. Um, so coming in in my top five is um, Joe Bagos. Bagos Bliss, yes. which is Fright Fest 2019, and also Celluloid, yes. and watching that twice did not upset me at all. Um, I think he's got an amazing, amazing performance from Dora Madison. Um, very briefly, she's an artist, takes some drugs, goes crazy. Is she a vampire? Yes, she is. We don't know. It's mental. There's lots of red. It's very flashy, in-your-face, ballsy, brashy visceral, brilliantly acted and um, it really stuck with me for a while and, and that's part of the reason why that did make it into my top five, just the emotional journey I took when watching it twice. So, Speaking of emotional journeys, that's pretty much the reason for my number five. Um, I can't tell you what year, I'm sorry, I haven't done years, but it's been a very busy day. Um, but from Celluloid Screams, my top five is MFA. Now, um, MFA is 
a superb commentary on rape culture and blame culture and you know morally whether or not you should take a stand when other people when other people aren't taking a stand for you um mfa did something to me i i don't know what he did but i walked out of that screening and cried because it, it was to me it was completely moving and whilst it whilst it's not as horror orientated as some films that are in my list or that have been picked all round mfa for me is something that will forever stick with me i um i remember a lot of people coming out of mfa being quite emotional mm-hmm. charged for multiple reasons so some were you know very much some were on board some, some were not some were on board some were not mm. yeah they're very much I think the film it painted like the victim culture but some I think for some people it almost felt like it painted that all men are bad and that that's yes and um yes that's why maybe certain people in this room don't discuss that film but we were we, <laughs> We were we were talking about it the other day, and we said, uh, you know, regardless of what you think of MFA, it it draws a reaction, and that's exactly why it's an important film for me. And it gets you talking, and it gets both sides talking, and that's very important mm-hmm. because in a in a in a debate in a conversation, we need to hear all sides of an argument to understand. Yes. The not the best side, but understand the impact both that sides. everything yeah has in this situation. So it's. And to be fair, from a purely filmmaking view, it's it's a great it's a great film. Brilliantly done, Natasha Lake director. Francesca Eastwood is absolutely brilliant in it. Absolute powerhouse. Throw throw around the word powerhouse massively <laughs> everywhere you look for these kind of things. But powerhouse performance, Francesca Eastwood. She is great in it. She is. Oh my god, she really is. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to say it in case I will be ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to ask if she actually Clint Eastwood's daughter. Yes. And she legit yeah. is. She well, is. Well done. Well done, Clint Eastwood. He's so yes, Clint Eastwood. No. <laughs> well done. <laughs> exactly, exactly what the film's about. <laughs> in, in a film, in a film that tries, uh, in a film that really wants to shed light on the victim. Yeah, we we should applaud Clint Eastwood, Seaman. Well yes. done. Three different top fives. I, I think we're all. I think we're going to have very different top fives. I really do. Be really dull. If we, if we, <laughs> if but in just... no, but in no way planned because we don't. Well, I don't know your top five, so. No, we anyway. didn't. We didn't share these before, beforehand. Yeah. So, Mercer, why don't we we throw we throw curveball in and throw one of our listeners. Top fives into the list. The full top five. Yeah, we'll go through yeah, the full top the five. Full Pick yeah. one of our beloved listeners so we can ridicule their film taste. <laughs> I mean, praise their film taste. <laughs> Interesting. All right, I'm going to start off with Beyond the Kate or at Tiki underscore underscore Cambridge. She came in with, oh lord, going to go with what jumps into my mind first, but this is hard. So we've got five films. There's no particular order, I don't think. Mm. Um. Interesting choices. Um, so we've got Terrified. Don't know if everyone remembers Terrified. I'll tell you what, for, for an actual supernatural film, it's re- watching it on a big screen, actually sit, actually scared, actually a proper full-on jump fright Scary. brilliance. I really want to watch it again now. <laughs> I 
I do. Um, I remember Terrified being really, really good. It was good. It's, a, it's available on Shudder, so... It's very unnerving. Um, I believe that was a Fright Fest edition. Yes. Yep. Um, first Soho Horror Film Festival film coming in now with Luz, or Luz. Wasn't my favourite, but that's just me. I didn't, didn't love it, I'm sorry. Really struggled with this one because of the subtitles and not being able to see them because of where I sat. Um, and I think I might have, um, yeah, just struggled. I didn't really know what was going mm. on. But I know a lot of other people had a lot of love for it. Uh, and it is something I yeah, want to yeah. see again. And I do think, I'm not sure if it's on any other platforms yet. but I, Again, I think it's another one that's on Shudder, possibly. Mm. Well, if anyone knows, let us know. Uh, then we have The Orphanage. So The Orphanage is going to be uh, pre-art festival time, I believe. Probably 2009. It is. 2008. And I have a confession in that I've not actually watched the end of The Orphanage. I've not actually watched the start, middle or end of The <laughs> Orphanage. Chris? I've, I've, watched, I've watched all three bits, so I'm I can say it is absolutely brilliant. Just creatures, typical Del Toro atmosphere. is many... He's never met an atmosphere he didn't like, so... The three quarters I saw were good. Then we've got... I might, I, I might be quite surprised if this don't make one of your lists. Okay. Uh, Ready or Not? Ready or Not was on my list and it got cut. Ooh. I had to... I, I, would, I didn't want to cut it. I didn't want to. It was on there. But sadly, um, others were chosen. It stayed on mine for a long time. It's filmed... The, we we don't need to say too much about it. we covered it in depth last, last week. week when we uh, yeah. when we revisited it and rewatched rewatched it and discussed it last week. It deserves all the praise it gets. Oh yeah, and just like me not remembering the ending, like I said last week, I completely forgot we discussed it last week <laughs> as well. So it sticks with me. This film sticks with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, um, under the shadow. So I don't know if any of you have seen Under the Shadow. I keep, I keep, trying, tried. To, keep trying to watch it and keep... Not, I, don't want to say, I, don't say, I don't want to say fall asleep as if I'm doing something else. But fall I asleep. keep falling asleep. <laughs> oh, it's re- the start is great and I really, really want to watch it and actually get through it. But for Jeff, for some reason, I just can't seem to stay away. It's one I'm going to have to put on on a Sunday afternoon. Chris is a man who, if you put a film on after... Eight. Eight o'clock, he will be asleep by nine. Because, you know, old age, lol. <laughs> I was looking through, I was looking through lineups from previous Fright Fest, and I did realise after nine o'clock at one point, I did fall asleep and missed the DPU dig and the whole of porno. So. <laughs> you didn't miss anything in porno, but carry on. Well, I think Under the Shadow is a really good film. Yeah. Um, wouldn't have made my top five, but I can see why. I will like, get to it one day. Pick it. It's it's really good, really effective. Mm. So good, some good choices there, yeah. though. Yeah, well done. All five, all yeah. five of those good films. As I'm gonna, no, sorry, I, let me let me rephrase that. Three, three, I love. One, I really want to watch if I can stay awake. And one, nah. <laughs> so, on on the round four or round two, if you're paying, if you're going round, round two, number four. Yeah, if you go consecutively, round two, four. This thing get confusing. So another Fright Fest film. This one is Summer of 84. Ooh. Ooh, 
such a good film. Such a good ending. Oh, I love me a good ending. And that is a that's a, a vindictive ending. It's probably why it's it's probably why it took three directors to make this because it's so good. It is fantastic. Francois Sumard, Anouk Whistle, and Young Carl Whistle. So give them a shout out. And as you say, it is the the film's great anyway. It's as Killer Next Door, Life Been Told, from the beginning of the time. Really skillfully done, beautifully shot, acting brilliant the whole way around. But as you say, the reason it's made my list is just what a vicious, nasty ending that just stays with. I seem to be a lone voice occasionally who's shouting out the miserable ends to films, and I hate the fact that every studio feels the need to wrap up a film with a happy ending. I say I love a miserable ending, but then you take something like Eden Lake and I can't handle it. I'm I'm okay I'm okay with that though, because I say I just want something different. Not everything has to have this wrap up with a happy ending. So when someone's brave enough to actually put it out with this nasty the hero doesn't win style, then I'm all over it. I'm completely on board for it. I love a miserable ending. Mm. I absolutely adore him. Um I, I love gut punching like somewhere in eighty four. The gut punching endings that just make you go fuck. Mm. Um I love that film so much. It's brilliant. Uh, and let's just remind everyone as well, the people behind this were also the people behind Turbo Kid. Which is incredible. Which is another incredible film. <laughs> which sadly got cut from all this. Um both both Turbo Kid and Summer of eighty four. Make my list either. I fucking love Summer of 84. Yeah. So, see, this is why it's hard because every film that like we're mentioning, actually, I'm quite impressed so far with our like your selections, Chris. Um, <laughs> being alright, and we're. I'm guessing as we get further into the top five, they'll probably progressively get worse. Uh, <laughs> joking, he's got brilliant taste in films, um, but no, Summer of 84, amazing, incredible. So my fourth place mover is fantastic, and you will agree when I say it out loud. It's uh, played Fright Fest in 2014. It stars Leland Osa, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, oh, and it is false. false. Oh, that was that was so close to my top five. False. The <gasps> story of Leland Osa is a down on his luck, uh, deep cult programmer. Um, it's kind of almost like his career, his life, everything's like pretty much over. And then he gets brought in to help get Mary Elizabeth Winstead from a cult. But there's a good old twist in there. Uh, I love that I film. love this film. It's a brilliant film. So much. I love so it. much. I love the fact that down is a look decult programmer. <laughs> oh, the bottom's falling right out of this game. The thing is as well, I think, I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead is probably one of the... M- like most underrated actresses. Yeah. Like if you look at some of the work she's done, it's impressive. Even in like Final Destination Part. Oh, she's great. I love her. Three. Cloverfield. Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield. Yeah. Cloverfield. Um, Got yeah, she, She's really, really good. Um, and that the film is amazing. And people, I believe, I think it might still be on Prime. I think it is. So honestly, check Get it out because it. It, it it will blow your mind. Linking nicely from yours, uh, my number four also stars 
Split grade's favourite, AJ Bowen. Or fair favourite, AJ Bowen. Um, you're next. Don't need to go into it too much because we covered it in a previous episode. Home Invasion. Home Invasion. Home Invasion. Go back and check, check that out. It's a fun film. Um, I, I just fucking love You're Next. It's got everything. It's got a fantastic cast. It's got a brilliant story. It's got kick-ass action in it. It's got kick-ass gore. It's just perfect. Again, we don't need to go too much into it because we've discussed it before, but it's number four because it's fucking impressive. Your number four, Chris's top home invasion movie. It was indeed. Absolutely love it. As you say, Just it starts off great, but that when she starts kicking ass, then, oh my God, it's just spectacular. And again, as we discussed in the episode, the family dynamic is just everything because this is a family who really actually can't stand each other. (laughs) It's great. And everyone's really, really good at it. Yeah. And then, it's like my theme tune for this episode, I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also one that, um, again, was in and out of my top five. Yeah. See, we're we're all thinking along the same lines, really, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chuck in another listener top five. Yeah, we can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had someone give themselves a bit of a name change on Twitter. I'm angry about it. Everyone's changing the name because it's October. Bloody Halloween! I can't change mine to anything. Why? Because it's what film goes with my name. I was thinking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's decent. I like that. I like it that. might be a bit long. I, I kind of like that. Because you've gone Chainsaw Mercica. Chainsaw Mercica. Yeah. Oh, I might do it then. Do it. Ooh. But we're going for that. Uh, or at Matthew 1982. Maybe that's the year we were born. I'm assuming so. It's not Who 82. <laughs> um, so, Matt said, I really had to murder my darlings here. We know. We've all mm. been there. Um, but I've chosen the mine. five that I think live most deeply in my heart, again, was too afraid. He's not said this, I'm saying this. He was too afraid to put them in an order. Okay. So there's just five films here. He also said it hurts to leave out so many. This was a cruel task. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, but not Matthew. <laughs> However you want to be known, I agree. And I will forever hate Chris for this. I have nothing, I'm not a deeply sadistic person. <laughs> so we've got um, five films. We've got another Soho film coming in there. Well yeah. done, that's two now. Uh, which is Scream Queen. Amazing. Fantastic. Amazing documentary. Yes. Cried like a baby. And guess what? This was also one of the films that I had to... I had 30 at the end that like I was really struggling with. Is This is one of them. So it were in the top there. Mm-hmm. Me too. It were in my top ten. Ah. Well, I didn't really ten them. I just had 30 films that I was trying to pull my five out of. Right. Yeah, it's a really good documentary. It gives a bit of an insight into, obviously, um, the life of... Mark Patton. Mark Patton. Um, and what happened to his career after making Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Um And it's heartbreaking. It is. It is, because he seems like the nicest guy. He is. He's such a nice guy. And again, it was a really good showing. It went down really well at Soho. So, um, when I say Soho, obviously, I just assume everyone in the world knows what I mean. So it's the Soho Horror Film Festival uh, in London. Um, So you can check them out on 
Twitter, Facebook, Google them, you'll find them. Yes. Um, oh God, this is such an amazing film that he's put in. Train to Busan. Oh. See, I didn't see Train to Busan because that was my um, sabbatical yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Which tore me apart and I cried every night. It was horrible. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to see it there. So on TV and still, uh, like not on TV, but on the TV. Um, amazing. Talk about gut punch endings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And talk about, like, it just, there's, I think the zombies in that film are incredible. So, like, the way they move. Um, I think it's the, it's the, it's the pace and it's the volume of them. How quickly the other, like, you, you see it in 28 Days Later where they're running and you can, you know, you see the shadows and it's like a few here, a few there. This just seems concentrated so quickly that you can't imagine how you would even begin to get away from that. Yeah, it's so good. Mm. And again, sadly missed out on my top five. Mm. Um, this one didn't miss out on my top five. Oh. But I know that you two will have liked it. Um, it's not really my thing. Uh, it was Deathgasm. Deathgasm again was in my top ten. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. See, everybody, everyone knows Everyone knows that where the amazing films are at, clearly. Because we're all kind of in the same area. In terms of I can, what we've seen, I can understand how it didn't float your boat because it is very much a metal lovers kind of film. Even even with just sort of splatter stuff and the comedy, if you're not a big metalhead, then I can imagine you would kind would kind of pass you by a little bit. I just like seeing people beaten to death with dildos. I think it was that there's just the one scene that I can remember where they, it's almost as if like a he-man moment where there's like a they stood on top of a Tap Mountain or something with dildos at the end and someone's playing a guitar. Like a rock video? Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, this is an interesting one as well, actually. Um, we Are Still Here. Oh, I, I like We Are Still Here. I didn't like it when I first watched it, mm. but on a rewatch, I appreciated it a lot more. Um, not Not top five material for me. Okay. Um, I may need I may need to rewatch it because again I'm I'm kind of like you off the first time. I didn't hugely care. It's perfectly functional. But I don't. It doesn't really blow my socks off at any point. In in terms of visuals, I I, I liked how um, the spirits, I guess, looked um, very the fog looked a lot like the fog with the glowing eyes and like black bodies sort of thing like charred mm. bodies and I found that quite ugh. and then this one oh, I love this film so much <laughs> it's going to be so interesting <laughs> for everybody listening I love I'm it so that much Bunker of the Dead oh brilliant absolutely another film that like you watch it just takes you on a journey it does because she had, like everybody thought it ended halfway through and just went Oh, well. Oh. Absolutely brilliant. Wish. Sorry for I first. Wish I'd have seen on the first screening before everyone came out and told everyone exactly what the film was about. Rude. So, I didn't know what the film was about. All I got told were, stick with it because it's it's not what you think it is. Yeah. And actually, even that might have been a bit too much information because I knew that there was something that was going to happen to change it. 
but absolutely an amazing, amazing film. Number threes? Number threes. Number three. Number that'll, threes. Be, that'll be me. Number three. I'm a poet. I didn't even realise. Oh, I was rhyming those words. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ray Holt. <laughs> Boom. Boom. And <laughs> in both ways. No regrets. <laughs> There's a niche reference. <laughs> right. Number three. Who has heard me fanboy enough about this director? Who wants to hear more fanboying? about this director. Everyone? Good. Get ready. Jesse Holland and Nandy Mitten hey. bring us We Go On which I saw at Celluloid Festival. I think Andy's going to have a restraining order. I know. But I'm going to say starting my, love, starting my love affair with a man. It's Real just it's just brilliant. It's, it's everything I want in a ghost story. It's got genuine chills genuine scares and as we discussed with Andy in our best psychological horror episode from a couple of weeks ago which you can find online go and check that out because he's absolutely brilliant guest to have it's got that absolutely awesome family dynamic mm. which is, makes all his films for me which is why I love him so much Annette O'Toole and Clark Freeman playing mother and son there's not a single moment when you watch that that you don't believe completely in that relationship. I think Clark Freeman and Annette O'Toole are ridiculously good in this film. Uh, ridiculously mm. good, honestly. And I think the film's got some really kind of moving moments. I don't know whether it, like, it's meant to be, but the whole, like, at the airport where he's talking to... Not the airport, but, you know, like, he's in that house yeah. during the air fields talking to that guy who's dead and and I don't know there's just a lot of it and the ending's also a bit like oh what's going to happen yeah the, the, the bit when you don't realise that he's he's actually the ghost and he's then it's, it's in the same way when you watch Witch in the window you don't notice that the sun is not actually the sun it's not till you go back and look at rewatch we go and you go oh yeah all the clues all the clues are there from the moment he meets him as to who he actually is. Just a masterpiece. I love that film. Good choice. Really, really good, good choice. Well done. So my number three. So this is my number three because picture this. It's Sunday. You're going to Fright Fest to watch your first film of the day. It's Sunday. You think to yourself, what are they going to do? They're not going to destroy me on a Sunday morning. I know you've picked. And then they play The Divide. Yeah. Which fucking is so heavy depressing a, heavy depressing for a sunday morning and that's that stuck with me since so this was at fright fest 2011 it stuck with me ever since the performances in the film are ridiculously good you've got um lauren german who i'm pronouncing it german it may be pronounced in a different way yeah, Rosanna Harker, Michael Bane, Milo Vintimigella, Connie B. Vance. Um, it's just so good. Rosanna Harker in it is... Unhinged. She's unhinged and she's amazing. Honestly, I am... I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 st- I strolled into that screening full of the joys of summer. Like, what a day, yes, let's get this on. I sat in that seat, I got out, I wanted to die. 
And little did we know that that film was actually predicting 2020. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Chris. I've not seen it, unfortunately. It's it's something. It's, it's yeah, it's a lot. And it, I, I mean, for me personally, it, it, it just captures, like, my a Fright Fest moment that, like, I'd not had before, yeah. which was, give me that kind of gut punch that I want... Um, but maybe not on a Sunday morning. Yes. That's my number three. I've gone for something that could be depressing in its own interpretation. I've gone for a film I saw at Celluloid, which was Assassination Nation. This film is terrifying in its own way. It, it's a, it's an up-to-date version of um, Salem Witch Hunts, basically. Um there's a text that goes out about that somebody's sending all these texts out revealing people's secrets and whatnot and these four girls who could be classed as alternative get blamed for it so the whole town turns against them joel McHale in the creepiest fucking role i've ever seen him in but they all turn against them and um it it gets to worrying levels where the bait they're just driven by violence and a want for revenge even though it's not been proven that it came from them at all and the things they do to them girls like basically trying to kill them it's horrible fucking love assassination nation <laughs> i love it it's incredible i love the concept of assassination nation more than i love the film itself i like the idea of mom mentality mm. uh, that's a scary thing that we know exists we see it all the time when we see riots break out and things like that. So I like that. I also praise Assassination Nation for playing a trans actor in a trans role. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we see enough of that in uh, cinema. Um, Which again shows the horrors of when she's exposed, the lengths people will go to when you're different mm. to drive you out. I think maybe it's a it's a rewatch film for me. I've not seen it since all your age, so I definitely probably need to give it a rewatch. I watched it the other month with a Tonics tea cake. It was good. <laughs> I don't even know what a Tonics tea cake what? is. Do you know what a Tonics tea cake is? Well, I can is? weigh in here. Right. So there's. Because <laughs> um, this is all I'm going to say on this. But there's a biscuity base on the bottom, and then you have a marshmallow centre dome. dome, and the whole thing is wrapped in chocolate. And, and that's my contribution. And it goes really well when watching Assassination. It goes really well with Assassination. <laughs> and a cup of tea. And a cup of name. tea. Yeah, Tonic's Tea Cake. Have you not got any info on um, Assassination Nation, Chris? I do not. I did not enjoy this film. I can understand why why everyone loves it. And I, I understand what it's trying to get across. But it just didn't tick the boxes for me. I did not enjoy it. I wonder if... Um, Anybody add it on their list who sent us a suggestion? We'll see. We'll go with Go Hound and Zombies Lou. No, they've not said it's not in any particular order, so I'm running from five to one and we're starting with Wolfman's Got Nods. Oh, what a lovely little doc. It's, it's a really cute documentary, it is, isn't it? It is really good. Andre Brower. Andre Gower? Gower. Gower, Gower yeah. sorry. I'm back to Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah. Uh, he's lovely. He's yeah. He's a gem of a gem of a gentleman. Yeah, I quite. I really enjoyed that as as a documentary. Mm. It was just light-hearted and fun and nice and 
nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just made me think for a documentary that isn't. It was the, nearly in my top ten. Which one? <laughs> American Scream. Scream. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll not go off on a tangent. Oh, no, because we won't. We won't American Scream. We'll end up crying if we talk about American Scream. Uh, then at four, we've got It Stays the Sun's Red. Amazing. Love that film. Amazing. Brittany Allen, I'm all here for that girl. Yes. I was looking back through my. My uh, le- my exclusive letterbox list. That I also <laughs> I also I also you have membership for. Yeah, and uh, I can't believe it slipped my mind for our best zombies episode because I absolutely adore. Oh, it's fantastic! Sound I've not seen it. It's brilliant. Uh, number three, a repeat offender, terrified. Oh, a lot of love, terrified. I'm su- yeah. I'm surprised because it, it didn't seem to make a lot of. Nice. Top five lists at the time when people coming out of Fright Fest. I think with our list, well, I mean, if you look back at your own top five list, I think sometimes you will see that some of them films immediately drop out once you rewatch them without a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of them films are very much like you're in the moment with the crowd. Um, I really want to rewatch Terrified now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Hatchet Four. Or we'll call it Victor Crowley. Victor Crowley, oh, one of the so best, good. one of the best viewing experiences of my life. Incredible, cried. A lot of these films make me cry, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I, I just cried because obviously Adam Green after was just so emotional with it all, yeah. and oh, he got a he got a standing ovation. Oh my god, oh, it just got to me. It just really got to me. And also stars Spit Grades. Favourite. favourite and John Burst's favourite Tiffany Shepis. And fair favourite Brian Quinn. Mm-hmm. Or Chris Ellis. Or Chris. Sad <laughs> <laughs> to tell. Yeah, amazing film. And the best for me in the Hatchet franchise as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm. Completely agree. And then number one, this is another film that was back so Hatchet Victor Crowley battled into my top five and that. As did this one, Upgrade. Really? Yes. Upgrade. Did for you, you not enjoy? Yes. Oh, yeah, but for you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Upgrade. upgrade is an absolute blast. That is. That's a and. Mm, I wouldn't have placed you with that. It was given the absolute perfect slot at Fright Fest for it as well. It was a Saturday night, wasn't it? Eight o'clock, or if I remember rightly. Not sure. Can't remember. I'm pretty sure that was a slight fading, which is the best. Slot for that kind of film. Let's brew it. It's, it's yeah, it's action, a great film. It's action tastic. It's 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 very disorientating sometimes, and it's uh leans far more on sci-fi than horror. The the whole the whole car scene with the turning backwards and not actually driving it and stuff like that weirded me out. Um, it is a good film, but for you, I wouldn't have ever placed it as one of your favorites. I absolutely adored it. I thought we're amazing. Fair enough. I don't know who you think I am anymore. I don't, th- I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> You're not my mother. I don't know why you know, <laughs> I think you would be. Because we're the same age. In fact, I'm older than you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you are. <laughs> would be quite difficult, wouldn't it? <laughs> right then. What's your... Oh, this is scary. Yeah, it is, is number two? It is number two. It is the absolutely brilliant, as all my picks have been so far. Death of a Vlogger Amazing. from Grand Views. Amazing. Absolute masterpiece. Mockumentary slash found footage. 
where Graham, who plays the lead role at the same time, originally fakes his household haunting. But is there something far more sinister in the works? Yes. Yes, there fucking is. <laughs> and it is, again, got some genuinely brilliant jump-scare set pieces. There are some amazing scenes in that film. Yeah. I can see why that would make your top two. It's a brilliant... On top of just that, it's a brilliant commentary on the whole blogging, vlogging, celebrity, 15 minutes of celebrity, culture. It squeezes everything into one big part. If it sounds muddled, it really isn't. It's very clear on what it has to say. And it's wrapped up in a superb haunted house film. It's very clever in some of its executions as well, especially with the uh, with the tricks it uses in the film to show the ghost and such. Very, very clever. I won't elaborate in case people want to see it. I don't want to give it away. Yeah, I, I am. Again, I am actually seeing this one. I think this was in Glasgow. No, this played London Frat Fest. And, and, and Glasgow, Glasgow as well. Yeah. Played Glasgow after... On the Thursday night after Synchronic? Yeah, so it played the year after it played London. Yeah. Please play both of them. I would definitely have Fright Fest, so probably saw something else, obviously. Sorry! It's your Charlie Big Potato. My number two. Yeah? Um, this is from Fright Fest, 2010. Oh. What? I'm just guessing what it's going to be. Yeah. What do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be red, white, and blue. It's Simon Rumley's red, oh! white, and blue. Boom! <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's probably one of the grittiest kind of films that I, I think I've seen. Um, it looks gritty. It feels like um, I want to call it like like weird Americana, like eighties like horror Americana or something. It's, There's it's, something about the way it looks yeah. and the way it feels that really gets underneath If It, it almost looks like a Rob Zombie film in terms of like that kind of dirt and heat that goes along with it. Yeah, it looks dirty. It looks mm. sweaty. The characters look... Trash. Trasher. Yeah. But they are. Um, but they're not. Mm. It's, uh, it's got Amanda Fuller in it. Now, I... Adore Amanda Fuller. I love that woman. She's also in another one of the films that just missed out on my top five, mm-hmm. um, which again is upsetting. Well, I'm not saying what that is, Starry Eyes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's the story of a guy um, who's a little bit unhinged as an ex army kind of um, interrogator for witnesses, I believe. So, torturer, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's out and he's moved into this block and he meets Amanda and they're like developing a relationship and then something really bad happens to Amanda and he completely freaks the fuck out. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, so much Just more. so you know. And I mean, this guy, this guy does not hold back like when it comes to men, women, children. Children. He does doesn't not. give a fuck. No, no. Um, oh, it is, it's brutal, it's gritty, it's amazing. You can get it on Amazon Prime, but you're going to have to pay for it. Um, Might as well just buy it on DVD, go the old-fashioned route and get a DVD for it. Or Blu-ray. Or Blu-ray. This, this day and age. We're still old school. I'm still, I in, love I'm still DVD in DVD things. territory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, it's, yeah, 
Amazing. Yeah. I guess, Chris, you haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it, no. We'll watch it. Um, my number two was from Friday Fest 2017, I believe. When I got a ticket for a film that wasn't really horror, but thought the premise of it sounded really good. And then I watched it. And had a breakdown between two strangers in the uh, cinema. I know what it is. It's Happy Face. It's Happy Face. That fucking film, man. If if you haven't seen Happy Face, um, I feel like I'm gonna cry. Now. Don't, don't, because I, I will. Don't. It's it's basically about this kid whose mother has uh, cancer to the point where it's going to. Um destroy her face for want of a better term it's going to eat away at her and he's freaking out not knowing how he's going to cope with looking at her every day so he starts to go to this emotional support group for people who've got disfigurements or you know for people who don't look normal as it were um by pretending to be somebody disfigured i mean that's only in the first start of the film They, they, they rumble in pretty quick and see that he's not um naturally disfigured as they are but he starts teaching them about being themselves and just how to kind of live your best life whilst also coming to terms with the fact that his mom is you know dying and will eventually become disfigured it's it's heartbreaking i don't know why it was at fright fest I've actually no idea why. I know. I think Everin picked it. Everin picked it. They get free reign for one mm. film for Prince Charles. Um, I also saw this film, and I was a fucking wreck at the end. And I actually thought that I had to go home. And I don't just mean like saying it there. I didn't just mean I need to go home now. I meant I need to go pack my stuff and go home. Because I could not watch another thing or interact with another person because you have just destroyed me. Um, I I think we got hit on two different levels. So it hit me on a personal level because I'd just gone through my own personal... bereavement. Bereavement. So it completely threw me. Um, And then I think... Uh, For me, me the subject matter was... uh, I mean, essentially, there is a girl in the film who is a large lady and I am also a large lady and um, just the hate she was getting. I feel myself fooling up talking about this. The, the hate <laughs> she... It's <laughs> ridiculous. And I have put tears <laughs> in my eyes. The, the hate she gets just for being fat just... It just brings back every time someone's ever said something to you and just destroys you. And I mean, you'd think people would... I mean, I'm going to say this about the film, right? I was there watching it and I was watching it with two strangers either side because just basically got a ticket wherever you could. Mm. And um, there's a part where he sleeps with the bigger girl to show her that she's beautiful and that she's valid and, you know, she shouldn't be worried how she looks. You know, he's attracted to her sort of thing. And they get about five rows down when she got naked. I heard a guy go, ugh. Are you fucking kidding? Right. The message of this film yeah. is literally you should accept people as they are and you're... Oh, so if back. you are that person who was five rows down... Fuck you! You are a bit of a prick, but we hope you've learnt your lesson. Um, I will honestly say I 
looked at the title Happy Face and went yes and then went no I don't ever want to I don't want to speak about this film mm. I don't want to go back into this film ever again and not because it's not great because it's amazing because it, is, it is incredible just I don't ever think honestly like I, I've kind of like the first time I cried at a film in front of everyone was Harold's going stiff <laughs> yeah. and that kind of destroyed me that broke I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever 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 been hit emotionally by a film as much as I were with this one. No, I mean, like I said, I was openly crying with two strangers either side, and then when we got outside, I saw Chris, he's like, you all right? You enjoy film? Yeah, I've got to have a minute. I've got to have a minute. Just give me... <laughs> I, didn't see, I didn't see this, unfortunately. I was so good. I, I was know. off watching Halloween Party, which will make you cry for all different kinds of reasons. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a film I could revisit. No. I think it would absolutely destroy me again if I watched this film. As, but that's why it's top two, because it's so fucking impactful. And that's why it's not in my top five, because I never, ever, ever wanted to revisit that emotion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, for it. <laughs> shall we, uh, Shall we pet things up with another... <laughs> yeah. Well, Faye has a breakdown, so you... I'm just, I'm just wiping tears away as we're trying to be professional right now. It's fine, I'm just forced... As I say, I'm a sadist, it's fine. I'm just forced <laughs> to carry on. Oh. Right, let's go. Um, another top five. We're going with um, Sunday. Yay! Sunday Goat Trip. Um, or at Sunday75Mars on Twitter, if you want to follow up. Um, she's come in with, God, this was hard, but... The Canal. Right, this is the first film that someone's come in with. They can get to fuck. Really? I, I knew that would be Chris's reaction that time. Do, <laughs> do you not like the canal? Uh, no, it's not a bad it's, canal. It's, it's not a bad film. It's it's okay. Oh, it's God, just it's dull. Just, yeah, it's really, really. Yeah. If you if you if you watched it, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. It's not one of them ones where you're going to go and demand your money back. But you're going to get to the end of it and go, I'm quite happily to never even meant... <laughs> Completely different happy faith. If I never hear mention of the canal again, <laughs> I will be very happy. Um, so I didn't see this festival. I saw this out of festival. Um, and it was recommended by somebody, we'll not say who, because we don't want to discredit their name. Um, say it. As probably one of the scariest films that I'm going to see and I'm going to love it. Say the name. And I sat there... I did a lot of that. Yeah. If you can't hear, I'll do it again. <sighs> you do that for a lot of films anyway. Yeah. Even and then there was one them. part where I thought, oh, this might get scary when he goes into the public toilets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I went, Ugh. And that was pretty much my emotion throughout that entire film. So thank you, Mitch Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Then we've got Martyrs. No one's going to argue with Martyrs. No, not at all. Got it hanging, no, hanging no. on the dining room wall. Martyrs is, yeah. a, is a classic. Can't argue with Martyrs. No. It's fucking brutal. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's not nice. And people aren't nice. Um, and, that, and that's the whole... <laughs> and, it, and it goes with like what you were saying earlier, Chris. It doesn't have a nice happy ending. No. In fact, you don't really have a real ending. <laughs> it has a, oh, ending. Yeah. Um, not like a, oh that's shit, but like no, but like, a, oh, oh. This is like where like, they, nobody knows where to go now. Um, Incredible. 
Uh, then we've got Seta. Oh, that's Soho. Yeah, that's yeah. the Soho one about like, the girl's grandma. Yeah, uh, in, in the cabin. Wilderness, yeah. yeah. yeah the wilderness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. For it me. is a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I fell, fell asleep. asleep. But it is something I have been dying to go back to since. And also, full disclosure, because Faye was asleep, I fell asleep. Yeah, and you you don't have to base your sleep pattern on when I go to sleep. It's like periods. We were sharing a room. <laughs> so we were all asleep. Um, but no, it was really interesting. But I think I missed something because I got lost because I'm sure I saw a scene with a woman getting sucked up by aliens. And then I thought, is it an alien film or not? I don't know what's happening. I know it's this crazy woman in this cabin. It's one of the most That's gorgeously shot films yeah, I've ever seen. The scene yeah. where it shot's amazing. Yeah, I'd really like to see that again. So yeah, definitely. I, I don't know where though. We'll have to investigate. Well, we shall invest. We shall invest. Sandy, invest again. Find find out for us and let us know. Then we've got colour out of space. Colour out of space weirded me out, eee. just like Mandy did. There were there were parts of it where I was just like, oh, that's a bit psychedelic <laughs> I liked it I really enjoyed it actually and Nicolas Cage was brilliant in it but Nicolas Cage was played Nicolas Cage so I just get the feeling now that Nicolas Cage has stopped acting and just goes on set <laughs> and goes I'm just going to say like really random shit like he had that entire thing about llamas in it and I'm like what fucking llamas he started talking about I was going to look after the llamas I didn't see any llamas in that there film. were llamas in there I didn't see it you know, going to walk the llamas or somewhere. I'm like, Nicolas Cage, he's, stop he's, it. Just do your script. He's very much like, do you rem- remember The Simpsons with the scene where Krusty rocks into the studio to do the voices for the his dolls? Where yeah. He's like, huh, that's very much Nicolas Cage rolling on set now. <laughs> he just wanders in goes, blah, blah, blah. And he's off. And he's out the door. I enjoyed Colorado Space. Um, it, I... What was it based on? Was it based on something? It's, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a HP Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, So, like, all, all the, um, like... I want to say w- witchery that sh- that the girl was playing in it where she was on the horse and stuff like that, I, I, I found that element of it quite interesting myself. Mm. And we're all right. And then finally, Rare Exports. Not seen. The only thing I remember about Rare Exports is a hundred naked Santa Clauses <laughs> running at the screen with the wings waggling all over Shank. That's how Sandy likes it. It is, that's the only thing I Sandy remember. Sandy, a dirty girl. <laughs> um, I don't remember much of Rare Exports because I put it up against Sint and Sint won for me. So, yeah. Sint's amazing, just as an FYI. It is incredible. Almost made my top five again. One of the scariest rooftop fucking chasers. It's definitely in my top three. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well. Nice one, Sunday. So, we've only got one more to go. We do. But I have got a couple more top fives. Just what we'll do, we'll whip through the top fives. We won't go and have a huge breakdown of the films. We'll just give a yay or nay, as we run through them. Okay. Because I think the listeners, bless them, they're, 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 <laughs> they're hanging in there. Tested. They love it. They they're love it. Tested. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> he, he did a wanky motion. Yeah. And said, do you love it? I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I think I've just sexually assaulted you all. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my apology <laughs> podcast. 
I'm sorry for any sense I caused. So, um, Horror of Dracula uh, on Neil, his top five. I'd love to yay Neil, but I don't think I've seen somewhere. We've got The Witch. Yay! Yay. Not seen it. Amazing. St. Maud. Yay! Yay. Not seen it. Incredible. Uh, big fat yay for this one, Bliss. Yay! Yay. Yes, well done. Raw. Ooh! Yeah. Raw. Raw. Yay. Yay to middling. Yay. Middle, no, yay. Yay. yay to middling. Yay. Yay. And Summer of 84. Yay. Yay. Good choices there. And then um, we have... Oh, God, I'm going to say this wrong. Because <laughs> I say it wrong every time. So I'm just going to do this slowly. Ever the optimist. Ever the up to bitch. Nailed it. Okay. Um, came in again, so repeat ones here. Raw. Yay-ish. Coherence. Not yeah. seen. Not Coherence seen. is pretty good. Not seen. Pretty good. Uh, the excellent train to Bazaar. Yay. Yay. You're next. Yay. Yay. And um, After Midnight. Yay. Yay. No, Fucking no. best jump scare of any film <laughs> ever. Incredible. You say, <laughs> I feel what I want to. Yeah, if you want the best, the best relationship, drama, horror since the battery. I, oh man, I, I don't think my ass is still recovered from jumping out of my seat. I think it's still bruised. I don't think and it, it's been a year. I don't think there's anyone who didn't jump during that scene. Oh, versus guys, hand up. I didn't jump. I hardly ever jump at anything. Um, my I did, my I, head touched the ceiling. Actually, I did my very first jump at a festival um, at Crow. Okay. The, the alligator one. Right. Where she turns around and it's right there. That's the first time I've jumped in all of my festival life. <laughs> Weird. I know, right? Um, shall we move on to our number one? Yes. Yeah. Yes, let's. Right, let's. My number one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very. <laughs> if you've ever seen Only Fools and Horses, there's a scene where Uncle Albert has to gasp, and that is very much what Mercer has just delivered. I thought it was Nosferatu in it. I'm, it's tension I'm building. I'm, I, I, I'm oh, okay. with tension. I, pre- I appreciate you building that. Feeling that tension there. Anyway, you just ruined it for everyone. So, if ever there's a person who has to get a restraining order, <laughs> it is our, our friend, my friend, my, my personal close friend, <laughs> best friend, Andy Mittens, the witch in the window. Everyone's shocked, shocked faces around the room. <gasps> I'm, so yes. I'm so shocked. <laughs> Um, what an amazing it is an amazing, amazing film. film so at Fright Fest it was my my first choice out of the Discovery screen mm-hmm. first row front row bang in the middle there it's just but obviously we've discussed it not only with Andy a couple of episodes ago when we had him on but it was also my pick for our best haunting episode so I won't and it does come up pretty much every episode exactly it does come up pretty much every episode <laughs> So I won't go on about it too long. If you really want to listen to our musings on it and how much we love it, go back and listen to the episode. But again, when we talk about relationships, Alec Draper, Charlie Tacker, 
again, you will not for one moment not think that they're father and son. Their relationship is absolutely brilliant the whole way through. Yeah. And again, like Andy Mitten does best, that relationship smattered with brilliant jump scares and a sharp and anything script makes this my number one. I absolutely adore this film. I've probably seen it 50 times. Mercer, your number one. So my number one is the only film on my list from when I was reducing that I went, you're definitely in my top five. And it didn't change at all. It's a film that, once again, is full, full of spit grades, favourites. We've got Richard Bates Jr. as director. We've got Annalyn McCord. We've got Matthew Gray Googler. We've got Angela Trimber. Uh, First time I've seen him, Adrian Grenier. We've got Trash Fire. I thought you were going to go Excision. I didn't see Excision at um, You did not? You quite Oh, my God. Yeah, Trash Fire was in my top 20. Trash Fire. It's over the top. It's disgusting. It has some vile, vile characters in there. It's got some amazing lines. My favourite one, I think, which is vile. It's horrible when she says he's pregnant and she's like, don't worry, I'm going to have an abortion. He's like, what, it's 400, of course she waits 400 quid, we'll split it. <laughs> and you're like, wow. Oh, it's, it's an amazing um, film. There's an epileptic fit during sex. <laughs> this film is just fucking balls to the wall. Insane. Yeah. And I love Richard Bates Jr. I've said this, I don't think he's ever done any wrong in anything that he's made and mm. is um, amazing. And I love the performances he pulls out of people, performances you would not expect to see. Yeah. He pulls out of them. And I, I, I adore this film. And it was, yeah, the very, like, I went through 300 and odd films, by the way, from the festival. So not as many as some people, but 300 and odd films, 370 something I've seen in the festival circuit. And this was the only one that, the, the very first one that I went, yes. You know, like when they found that surface that's blacker than black? That's basically Richard Bates with his film. With his film. <laughs> he is, yeah. we, we, love our, we love our comedy and our horror dark. Jeez, he is not holding back on this one in any way, shape not or form. It is gr- it's gruesome as fuck. I mean, again, Annalyn McCord just dirtying it up like she did an excision. She's, she, she's, oh, she's best when she's Crazy. Crazy, yeah. Well, I've seen her in Crazy and something else, and it's 68 completely different. 68 Kill. 68 Kill, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, also watch Scorned with her in. It's, she's so bad, but she's so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my number one. Before I come on to my number one, um, the first time I heard of this director, I was at Glasgow, and I'd just seen a film called Patchwork. And I got, I think I got straight on the phone to you after. I was like, Patchwork is incredible. You have to see this film. It's like a nice Frankenhooker <laughs> kind of thing. And um, then when I heard that he was coming back to Fright Fest with another film, lost my shit, and quite rightly so, because quite it's right amazing. So. And before you say it, this, that, that, this was the hardest 
this particular one was the hardest decision for me. This, I know where you're going. This was always my number one. There was never any doubt in that this is my favourite film of any festival ever. Tyler McIntyre's Tragedy Girl. Oh, it's so good. It's brilliant. It's so brutal. Will always be my number one. The fucking the acting in it is amazing. The script is amazing. The pop culture references are amazing. The humour's amazing. Oh, two teenage girls in high school want to make an impression. Obviously, all upon the social media and the hashtags and shit, um, decide that they are going to kidnap a serial killer to learn from him so that they can learn his ways so that they can become serial killers. And it is the best fucking film I've ever seen at a festival. And like Chris with Witch in the Window, I can't count the amount of times I've watched Tragedy Girls. I listen to Skrillex because of Tragedy Girls. And I don't listen to Skrillex. Every film's got a downside, I suppose. <laughs> Oh, it's a fucking brilliant song. Um, I, it, it was always going to be my number one. Always. It is um, an absolutely amazing film that gets you laughing without even like, oh, I don't know, it's, it, the like, I think films like, you know, like comedy horror, there's that line in there where it's either, it's either too comedy or too horror yeah. or not enough of either. Nobody, hardly anybody ever gets the balance right, um, I think. Like, there's always yeah. a lot of like, it's just so perfectly balanced. It's such an amazing movie, and it's got some amazing death <laughs> scenes <laughs> in it. It really does. I mean, like, this, this so, I, I think enough people have watched Tragedy Girls now to talk about I it. Don't, I don't. My theory is people will have only seen Tragedy Girls at the festival okay. I don't think it had a, 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 I've not seen it as a, as I've been a release anywhere. I don't consider Tragedy Girls to have a happy ending. I don't think it really is a It might be a happy ending for them. It's hard, it's hard because you obviously you don't want characters that you completely hate and you can't root for at all through the film because you, you do. Root yeah, for that's the thing I'm saying because if you don't care about if you don't care about the characters. Then what's the point? What's the point in the film? You may as well just not be watching anything. Yeah. But you get to the end of this, and you can. I don't. I don't think you can get the end of it. And go. Oh, I'm so glad it finished the way it did. I think if you don't get the end of that, and go. Oh, I'm so. I'm so annoyed. But that's that's absolutely fine. And as I say, the fact that he gets that reaction out of people watching it shows how strong a film it is. Anyway, well, that's uh, interesting that we've all got different films in this top five. There is, and might I be so cheeky as to make some honourable no, mentions? No, no, because if you're making honourable mentions, we're all making honourable mentions. Fine. And then we're going to add another hour onto our episode. I won't mention any honourable mentions. You know, I'm not going to talk about Mambog or no. Dead Snow 2. Oh, Scream Queen. I stop, stop. After Midnight. Oh, I wouldn't, talk, Crowley. I wouldn't talk about Dead Snow 2 because I think that's a waste of everyone's time. Okay. And just like you, I'm not going to mention We Are What We Are, uh-huh. um, which I fucking loved. Um, other loved ones. Okay, list. I can't believe none of us did the loved ones. Okay, list. Oh, these final hours. Oh, they look like people. Oh, <laughs> Low Life. Oh, Dementia Part 2. Oh, ruin me. Oh, no, you've gone... Ruin way, me. You've, you've got... Oh, ruin me was incredible. But you've gone way far now. You need to tone it down. Spiral, the ghost fits. Oh, 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 oh. These are just words that I use in everyday sentences. 
Stop, both of you. Chris is opening his laptop. I'm going to bust out the heavy, heavy machinery as I tell you that I did not in any way, shape or form consider these absolutely brilliant films that should have been mentioned. Z, Terrified, Goodnight Mommy, Better Watch Out and also Golden Gloves. <gasps> Golden, Gloves. Oh, Golden Gloves. What a sweaty, dirty mess of a film that is. That is amazing. Film. It's um, awful. You want to shower after. We should probably not mention Creep and Greet 2 <laughs> or The Editor <laughs> or... Or, 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 or pretty much any film that's played celluloid ever. Maybe we um, should mention them, no? There's a lot of films we should mention, um, even if we've mentioned them before as well. Um, like Low Life, we should never mention Low Life. <laughs> um, or Knucklebones. Oh, right. snap! Let's try not... Enter the dangerous mind! Right. As we get our, pro- our old programmes out at the start, <laughs> reading through old film. Um, what would be nice just to finish on is a very quick... Highlights of festivals past, not films, just mo- moments or times during films. We can have one each because we could talk for days again. So you're allowed one. So I'll uh, okay. give you 30 seconds on the clock to think about your best are we one. Talk- are we talking about events that happened or, f- or uh, Anything during around the during, during the films, right. around the films. I've, I've got my... my my moment. I do too. Okay, go on then, Faye. You go first. My moment is when, um, I'm sorry, I think it's 2016, maybe 2015 actually. I think it's 2015. Um, Celluloid announced that um, Astron 6 were coming in and I lost my shit, obviously, because it's fucking Astron 6. And um, we had discussed what they might show before they turned up. And we said, there's absolutely no way they would play Fat Adam. Fat Adam is a short of theirs <laughs> that destroys Mercer. Like, there's no way they play Fat Adam. It's not horror. Why are they going to do that? So we took a seat and, uh, yeah, they played Fat Adam. And we all fucking died for about three minutes because I couldn't breathe for laughing. You couldn't breathe for laughing. Mitch couldn't breathe for laughing. That is one of my favourite festival moments just how close we came to death from not being able to breathe <laughs> incredible Go on, my favourite festival moment um, is going to be a bit sapper probably my favourite festival moment is 2010 and it's the very first time that we walked into the Empire yeah. Cinema and we were surrounded by all these people who were there for the love of horror and it was almost like the first time you felt like you've got a community of people around you and just that it was kind of like it just really really emotional mm. um, to just feel like you belong somewhere yeah. and then just to top that feeling off was walking up the s- stairs and just seeing Tony Todd like a six foot Seven foot, nine foot, twelve foot giant of a man just stood there smiling, signing autographs for people, just like in with everybody. And I was just like, this is like, wow. Mm. Um, yes, but that my very first Fright Fest moment, uh, just entering that cinema was just that like, was incredible. Just, I can't believe I'm, I'm finally doing something that I yeah. love. <clears throat> Beautiful. 
I am, I am bringing the fun. Cause, <laughs> of course you are. Because <gasps> of course I do. So, a quick, I've got top three. So you can't you top can't, three. You can't, that, um, well, you said no, one. You guys ran through 18 million. You said one. 18 million mentions of honourable me. mentions of the film. Excuse me. You stop. said one. You'll appreciate all of these, so stop all oh. of you. Number three. The Wellington Paranormal guys, being at Zoe with Screams. Incredible. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Including the way they outlived beautifully after that drunk guy <laughs> wandered down the fi- wandered down the fire exit by the side of the screen, never to be seen again. They were they were absolutely brilliant. Second, Mitch Harrod absolutely destroying the Carver Santa Motel venue. In a dinosaur suit. In a dinosaur costume <laughs> during last year's Soho Festival. You never know fun air till you see a dinosaur ripping down a curtain with such force. You think they're going to kill themselves. I was howling. A man who cannot enter a room for a curtain. <laughs> mine, mine's, quite, mine's quite a silly number one, but it just sums up, it sums up the brilliance of watching a film together beautifully. So, at Fright Fest, the August... We watched Better Watch Out. And then this film played So You Read Screams a couple of months down the line. And if you've seen Better Watch Out, you will know there is a scene with a paint can where it smashes a man in the face. And when you know that's coming, and you sit there, and it's still great the second time, when you sit there in a dark screen in full of people, and that paint can's getting ready to drop, and you hear one low, one, <laughs> let me get this right, because it's brilliant, you hear one low voice go, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that is cinema going. Anyways, I guess we've done our top fives. We've done some other top fives. We've shared some memories. We love festivals as an FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, super sad that we've missed quite a few physical ones. And festivals um, are probably going to need your support over the next few years, especially just to get things back to normal. So if you can... It, they're being super safe from, you know, what we're expecting. We've not been to Celluloid yet, but the plan for, and Soho, and the plan for it is they will be socially distanced. You will be required to wear a mask, so don't fret too much about it. They're making it as safe as they can, so make sure you can get out there and support your local festivals where you can. Plus there's, on- there's online versions, yeah. really. There's online Grimfest, Frightfest, Soho, and we'll be doing another digital edition coming up. If you can give money to, especially the smaller festivals who need your support more than anyone else, then I'd say if you, Mitch is running a free digital festival for you, if that's not worth the cost of a pint to send to him so that he can keep another festival going next year, then I don't know what is. Well said. Cool. Yeah, I quite like to discuss the positive films and the positive memories. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do a bottom five. See how that goes down. <laughs> I'm all prepped for that. If you if need I can, to. I can come up with a bottom five right now. Yeah, but we won't. But we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll save keep, that. We'll keep it positive. Keep it positive. So yeah, um, thank you for listening, guys. Um, we'll be back next week with our regular schedule programming. And um, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.